watching one heck of a game here. The go-ahead run comes to the plate with two out. The noise is electrifying. This crowd is really becoming a part of the ball game now. The fastball. righty. Good evening, folks. We have not shut down yet. We're we're keep on keeping on. This is Sports Goose number fifty-seven. I'm joined again by Charles and Andrew, remotely, of course. Uh, you know, so everybody stay home as much as possible if you can. And uh, what's up, guys? Practicing that social distancing. Oh yeah. <laughs> People are trying to start a beef on Twitter. So they put like social distancing with like an image of the World Series trophy and the Milwaukee Brewers logo next to it, <laughs> or or far or far away from it, not really next to it, you know. <laughs> um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of people are trying to keep the uh, Houston asterisk thing alive. Like, hey, once all this is over, we haven't forgotten, you know, we haven't forgotten. Um, and uh yeah yeah so uh, wrestling the still going on the show must go on as we have seen and yeah well let's jump into some depressing news uh the 2020 tokyo olympics have been pushed by the international olympic committee to 2021 and as i noted on our message board it seems like only Mario and Sonic were the ones to participate in the 2020 Tokyo Olympics, which is, I guess, an accomplishment. So go video games, I guess. I, you know. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, it was to be expected at this point. Nobody's traveling. Nobody's moving around. Japan is still shut down. Um, although... Spring training is still happening for them with regards to the Nippon Baseball League and the uh, and the Korean baseball organization. They're they're still they're still going as far as uh, doing training, but without any crowds. Um, so that's that's the stuff that's happening there. Um, I do want to jump in to one of our smaller segments already, and that's Gottlieb's goons. And uh, it's funny how they they kind of just they kept they souped in at the end, but uh, much as as we all know, and especially Andrew, the NCAA always finds a way to shoot itself in the foot, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, in the especially in the public eye. And well, they've done it again, gentlemen. Uh, Andrew, I don't know if you've saw if you, if you saw it already. I have not actually. Oh, you have not. Well then. Uh, tra- we, get a, we get a first take on it. Okay. Take, okay. Uh, all right. So, Andrew, do you know who Trevor Lawrence is? Of course. Who is he? He is the starting quarterback for the Clemson Tigers, the 2018 uh, national champions. Okay. Well, and I guess we're getting deferring um, statements here, but. Trevor Lawrence and his GF decided to create a GoFundMe account to help coronavirus victims. And so he 
created this account it was up to about like two thousand or so dollars which i think was probably going to rise even more uh, as time would go on but good old ncaa swooped in and said shut it down lads you can't use your image uh, i guess he had like a photo of himself there you can't use your image to promote to self-promote you know and 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 um and benefit from it even though in reality he's not benefiting from it it's somebody else so the ncaa said uh, put the kibosh on that although now they're saying they're denying it that they shut it down uh and yeah of course okay there's a process to go through you know what screw the processes right now you know we're in kind of desperate times and sometimes some rules you just got to let them go especially the ncaa the ncaa does nothing important (laughs) it really doesn't it does nothing important they really all of them should be at home doing nothing the athletes should do whatever the hell they want in this moment raise money what have you some of them are going to have parents that are not going to have jobs or or siblings that are not going to have jobs or whoever like it's at this point just just screw just screw off ncaa god well i can't say that i'm surprised um this is an organization that up until probably five years ago, um, I, I could be getting my years wrong, but I'm not getting the, the point behind it wrong. This is an organization that put limits on how much athletes could be fed. And there was... Uh, goodness i forget his name but there was a star basketball player for yukon back in i want to say 2011 who called them out on that shit during a post-game interview during march madness and said you know we're going to sleep starving and eventually the ncaa came around and lifted those restrictions but this is also an organization that deemed a high school player ineligible because his coach allowed him to sleep in his house as opposed to sleeping in his car because he was homeless. Yeah. The NCAA is a sadistic organization that is so full of double standards it's beyond ridiculous and and this is so not surprising to me in the least this isn't the first time that a player has tried to host a fundraiser to raise money and they shut it down this is an organization that prevented one of UCF's players, uh, Donald Delahaye, from maintaining a YouTube uh, a YouTube account while bringing up that he was a student athlete. They are just. <laughs> this is an organization that's not play, paying players, despite the fact 
that this is a billion dollar organization, multi-billion dollar organization. And they are so reactive. They are never proactive. Uh, the only reason that they're starting to consider the name image likeness NIL, uh, the only reason they're starting to consider NIL is because California forced their hand and mm -hmm. said, California and New York forced their hand and said, look, you may not be doing it, but we're going to do it. So they're, they, this is not a, proactive organization they are going to stand their ground as long as possible to milk every single dollar out of these players out of the whole institution whatever and only at the last minute when they realize if this goes any further we're going to start losing money will they change and that's why they they did the nil thing because if you know, Florida passed it, California passed it, I think New York passed it, I know North Carolina was considering it. There are several states that are either have passed or considering these NIL laws. California, for instance, you've got USC, you've got UCLA, Florida, you've got FSU, UF, uh, New York, you've got teams. Um, I know this is kind of a roundabout way of me saying I am totally not surprised that the NCAA is doing this, and it is hmm. reprehensible. I get it. Yeah. One one thing, look, I am totally for the players being able to profit off their likeness. Totally. Um, but let's say that I wasn't. I think it is a universally... A pre agreed that it's a good thing that he's using uh, Trevor Lawrence is considered one of the best players in college football right now mm -hmm. uh, there's a decent chance he'll get drafted in the first round this coming year now that he'll be eligible for the draft because he's a true junior uh, for anyone that doesn't know you have to be in college for three years after graduating high school so your eligibility eligibility will either start your true will finish start after your true junior year or your redshirt sophomore year. Mm. Um, so Trevor Lawrence, there's a good chance that he could be drafted in the first round, potentially the first round pick, because he's a great player. He's using his he's using a very powerful thing which is his image it's one thing if he's using it to benefit himself which i'm totally okay with he's using it to benefit people that really need it this is sort of akin to joe burrow mentioning the situation in his in his hometown area of uh, uh ohio and during his heisman speech he brought something to light that no one knew about and in the days following hundreds of thousands of dollars are raised for that for that area trevor lawrence is doing the same thing in a sense he's bringing his image his power if you will uh -huh. to make it so it's not just some random uh gofundme or whatever which 
this could have raised tens of thousands of dollars. But instead, no, we we can't have him trying to help people doing a nice thing. Yeah, here in this article, I mean, the NCAA is denying that they were the ones that told him to stop and that it was actually the compliance with Clemson's rules. But of course, Clemson is just trying to comply within the rules that the NCAA has already set. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> same thing with same thing with Donald Delahaye over at UCF. Technically speaking, it was UCF. It's complicated. Hmm. Technically, UCF was the one that said to him, you know, here's what we're here's what we here's our interpretation of the NCAA rule. And you know, eventually they struck a deal with the NCAA to to say, you know, you can keep your YouTube channel and talk about your your life as a student athlete. You just have to demonetize it, or if you don't demonetize it, then you gotta you lose your eligibility. UCF was the one that brought it up to him first because that's their job is to make sure that they don't get into trouble, but the also the athlete doesn't get into trouble. So it's I'm trying to think of an analogy here. It's not technically speaking, Clemson is the one telling him to do this. That is true, technically speaking. But it's oh god, this is gonna be such a horrible analogy, but okay. It's almost like someone with a gun pointed to their head telling someone to do something else Hmm. clemson is forced by the ncaa to do this otherwise they're going to lose tons of money they're going to lose scholarships they're going to be have uh, violations up the wazoo it I do not for a second blame Clemson here and for the NCAA to try to pass the buck here is disingenuous at best and trying to cover their ass. Well, they are trying to cover their ass. Yeah. 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 They're trying to kind of push away the perception on them. It's like, hey, it's not us, guys. It's them. It's them. But we all know. We all know that their cockamamie system. I've been dying to use that word for the longest like for like a week now (laughs) gosh um is what's created this kind of mini mess that they've got here uh but uh as you can tell i am very fond of the ncaa (laughs) i think we all are i think we all are um all right Uh, anything any other goons you guys have for the past week yep Ooh. And I, I just want to say the NCAA, by the way, are cockamamie babies. Is, is that something we could do? Does, does that help perpetuate the hatred? No? Get back <laughs> yeah, to me. Yeah, why not? It, it, it's a long quarantine, guys. Some things are going to stick. <laughs> um, we talked about this in the group chat, so I'll just kind of put it out there now. Amidst all the craziness of what is the proper form of social distancing, isolating, quarantine, there are certain essential kind of things and jobs and places that you need to go to Publix, Walmart, because you get essential goods. But I never thought in my life that an essential thing would have to be getting a $3 trading credit for God of War or Doom Eternal if I bought it on the same day. Mm. So that is what GameStop 
oh. was trying to profess to everybody when they were trying to tell their employees that they are essential. And now they've changed their tune, obviously, in compliance to CDC. So my god of goon is GameStop. So the triple G and not in a good fashion. And not to go further into the whole politics of it, really, it's because GameStop is on life support as it is. They couldn't get a buyer uh, when they went to try to get a new buyer to help them out. They're going under. And maybe this whole uh, CV is their death sentence waiting happening. But you're not helping your public image for the poor kid making, I don't know, seven thirty-five an hour, just trying to tell people that, you know, their old Xbox 360 compiled with their Xbox One, compiled with their Xbox One X is only worth like 30 bucks. And reading their reasoning was saying that they sell communication goods, headphones, network connectors. I'm like, dude, what? Come on. It, it was It was a bad attempt to kind of go against any kind of municipal ordinance state ordinance or state law and bad business practices i would say and i don't really have much love for corporations because i don't think they really care about people contrary to what other people might feel like that's just my opinion i won't get into it there but this is kind of a disclaimer and even though they've changed their policies on it first starting with shutting down stores in california now everything else the, the, doing an about face because you got egg on your face shows that you just cover in your face right so now they're doing curbside deliveries fine everything's digital these days anyway you only get antique dinosaurs like myself for like the physical copy because i don't know about you guys but nothing and because i'm old right francisco andrew we're old not too old but we're old so there's nothing for us that beats unwrapping a video game the first time yeah. getting that sense I, I i get a little like you know watery around the mouth when I have <laughs> plastic flim off and in today's day and age i think that might be an allergic reaction but okay <laughs> yeah, maybe but damn it it's a good kind it's like eating chocolate when you're allergic to it <laughs> unfortunately you don't get the cool game manuals when you pop it open but no more. in today's world where you're mostly digital you can't speak to be essential on the basis your name is GameStop to begin with it's not like your telecommunications stop yeah um but it's gonna stop a few real soon because this is just bad public image and uh i don't know what's gonna happen to them i don't even know how you really get curbside delivery because if i'm a parent for some nine-year-old that i have to appease if i'm trying to buy kirby's at star allies for the nintendo switch i would rather just get the eShop form of it as opposed to having to drive and wait for some guy to actually touch, especially in a quarantine phase. Let's think about this. If you're concerned about who's touching what, why would you want to have some guy who probably for, didn't wash his hands for 20 seconds as opposed, or he only washed it for 18 seconds as opposed to 20, delivering you a physical copy to give to your child? I don't know. That's where my mind goes. But they're a goon just because they obviously showed their face and said, hey, we don't really care about the people that we employ because it's all those people who are being susceptible to any kind of unnecessary interaction. And listen, I can understand being cooped up and I can understand wanting to make money, but if you talk about all the unnecessary interaction that's happening today's time, going to mosey around GameStop just to <laughs> haggle or not even be able to haggle when you're just getting screwed over on a trade or looking at Funko Pops. <laughs> I'm only going to get 19 cents for this uh, infection that I'm getting. Yeah, yeah, congratulations. You know, you get 19 cents for your game, but, you know, $19,000 medical bill. What do you mean Madden 2004 only costs 20 cents? <laughs> <laughs> now they don't even take it back. Uh, so that's my goon of the week. Uh, before I go with my goon of the week, um, I'm talking with Freddie behind the scenes. He sent me, 
his projections for the 2020 season for okay. NFL. Uh, the reason he brought it up is it's who he projects are going to be the worst team, so would be in the best position to draft Trevor Lawrence. That's mm. where we circle back. Mm-hmm. Assuming that he declares next season. Um, <laughs> the number one pick next year, according to Freddie, the New England Patriots. Huh. Mm. Oh, God. He has them taking a humongous nosedive. He projects they're going to go 2-14. and 14. Um... They're going. They're going to go two and ten in conference, one and five in the division. I wonder who that one team is. Um, second pick would go the New York to Jets, the <laughs> Washington Football Team. Thirtieth uh, or third pick would be the Bengals. Yeah, interesting. 29th is the Chargers. I'm going in reverse order. Uh-huh. Uh, 28th is the Jags. Okay. Uh, so that's like your first five pick or so. Oh, second and third would be Jacksonville slash Las Vegas. I agree with a lot of these. Um, name some teams. Tell me where you what you. Well, I guess I'll go with the Dolphins. Yeah. He projects them being the seventh best team, would go 11 and 5. Wow. Hmm, really? Um, let's see. The Bucks with the newly minted Tom Brady, which we'll hopefully discuss uh, because that was made official since our last show. He sees them going 8 and 8 as the 12th best team. Oh, these are the playoff teams, I guess. Um,. Who else would you like to hear about? The Titans. Yep. We retain almost everybody and sign some guys. The... Hello? I can hear you. What's yeah, up, dude? I can hear you. Maybe he's... We're live. Uh, maybe his connection is a little uh, slow. I so. don't get it. For some reason, this happened last week. I think, it's a, reason... I think it's a bit of lag on, on, on your end, probably. For some reason, I don't know why... My computer decides to turn down the volume by itself. So, I, by the time I realize it, there's complete de- there's complete silence on the other side, and it's like, damn, what happened? I don't know why. Stupid computer. I love you, computer. Stay, stay with me. You're an awesome. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, he says the top team would be the would be the New Orleans Saints would go 13 and 3 uh although the team with the best record would be the Ravens who go 15 and 1 although if uh 5 points vids is makes any indication a 15 and 1 record is the kiss of death because any they always seem to have trouble in the playoffs and i don't think any i think he said that no 15 and 1 team has ever won the super bowl well yeah i mean the vikings did it and they lost in the nfc championship back in 98 and it's not just losing it's in a in like ridiculous fashion there's like a curse to being 15 and 1 yeah panthers went 15 and 1 and lost to 
armless Peyton Manning. <laughs> 2015. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Uh, let's see what I got. So, yeah. Where's you have the targets, Andrew? Man, this is amazing. We went from this to game from GameStop. <laughs> uh, the Titans, he has... Actually, I'm going to get this out of Goon's section here. He has them going to four, um, and he sees them going 11 and five. Okay, I can take that. Oh, and just briefly, uh, go back to Goon's really quick. I, I'm not, I'm not oh. done with my Goon Ooh, yet. Ooh, okay. By the way, I have All-Star Baseball 2002, I think, or three. Not sure which one I got in the, in the background. Well, it's for the 2002 season, so it's 2003 because, as we know, the con it's a very convoluted system that All Star Baseball has because their their matchup is the 2001 World Series. Ah, yes. Um, my goon is all of these freaking teams that are either cutting staff entirely or firing staff or cutting their pay uh, to, to quote Monday Night Football. Oops. Come on, man. <laughs> or NFL primetime, whatever the pre-game pre uh, segment is. Come on, seriously. This is an unprecedented moment in U.S. history world history forget united states uh nothing of this magnitude has been seen in anyone's lifetime well maybe some lifetimes but for the majority of us this this has never happened before this there's nothing there's no precedent to this and yet they're like Oh, well, we got to save a few bucks to... No, you guys are freaking billionaires. You will be totally fine if you don't have games going on. You you will... You're not going to starve with your billions of dollars. The people that really need help are the staff, and they're getting put out to dry and that's just unconscionable if the nc if what the ncaa doing is bad in my mind what these organizations are doing is so much worse uh it is i can't even think of a word for it despicable is 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 letting them off lightly mm. uh it's it's yeah, you know, I mean, this is, it's, I mean, it's par for the course. It's not like it's unprecedented in a sense, because uh, every time there's like a lockout or something, that's the same thing happens. The same thing happens. They, they cut staff, they, 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 they cut salaries. And I uh, mean, yeah. I get it. And absolutely. And even then it's, it's stupid and ridiculous and just abhorrent to any sort of human decency. But, and this is a very minute, this is a very minute saving grace to doing it then. 
they can still possibly get jobs if they're laid off or furloughed or whatever you want to call it. They can't right now. Unless you get a job in what's deemed an essential service for states like New York, California, um, even Orange County, Florida right now, and I assume many, many, many other states. The world in the world, there's over a billion people that have been uh, told to shelter in place, and the U the U.S. hopefully is going to start joining that a bit. Well over a billion, actually. Uh, India just sold, uh, just went the entire country of India just went into a shelter in place. That's yeah. over a billion people. Uh, I think it was like, tw I don't remember the number. It was like 20% of the world. Andrew, I need to go out on my boat this weekend. <laughs> and I'm not going to call he or she out, but a friend from law school was also out on the boat last weekend that forced the Miami-Dade mayor to shut it down. And, mm -hmm. and I, I, I honestly face palmed and thought what like wh i thought you were better than this you know like that i legitimately thought that and she, like i thought you were better than this that's how i thought i'm like my god all to go out in your tiny little ass boat you know i i wouldn't have mind if you're like four miles out at sea and there's nobody around but no the sandbar with about like a hundred other people all there breathing in their dirty air like oh dear god dear but, god that's I mean, an aside you know my point yeah and that's it's... an aside sorry no 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 i i i, I, I actually message you to find out who it is i'll tell I'm you curious. after the show <laughs> um but it there's something just so much worse about doing it right now because the world is shutting down. Yeah, I mean... People are losing... I... Look, if, if the sports leagues are not running still, then nothing else should be. Because usually sports... Sports keeps going. Usually. Like, throughout lots of tragedies that we've had in our lifetimes, yes, maybe there's a bit of a delay like a week or something but then something sports like sports comes back like after you know the september 11th after here in like florida or in texas or in all along the, the gulf coast or, or the atlantic coast uh after like hurricanes after like tornadoes out there after earthquakes like heck, there was an earthquake during a world series <laughs> between the a's and the, and the giants like sports delays a little bit but then comes back in full force like and just to inspire people and right now sports can't come back so if sports can't come back then how can anything else come back just to get get the sports angle in here because we're not we're sports goofs not i don't know what else something else goofs news goofs i have no idea media goofs yeah we're not the daily show <laughs> we're not the daily show <laughs> You know, and but yeah, that's my goon. And actually, before we move on, um, interesting news here. I'm finding out from the athletic. Um, there is 
some additional context here from the whole Trevor Lawrence thing. Mm. Um, okay, hold on. Just looking really quick. The athletic, um, not a goon, by the way. <laughs> um, is this guy legit? I don't know. Um, <laughs> is it a real check mark or is it like the fish cake that well, I have there is ours? there is a real check mark. <laughs> on this I put a fish cake next to ours because it kind of sort of looks like a check mark. <laughs> Have you guys uh, noticed that on our Twitter handle? It's a fish cake. I, I have. Now I have. <laughs> it's it's almost a check mark. It's, it's almost legitimate, you know. So, um, so Clemson did <laughs> not hear directly, as we mentioned. Did not <laughs> you, hear noticed, you finally I noticed did. it. Okay, all right. <laughs> did not hear directly from the NCAA. So as you mentioned, um, but. I don't know. I'll have to look into this further. Okay. Um, but still, yeah. All right. Okay. Is that all our goons for, for yeah, this past I mean, week? I, I mean, I could go on for longer, but and there's a, a, yeah, we can so we can have like just a COVID idiots segment if we wanted to. But COVID, I like that. You know, University of Tampa students that got the virus on spring break. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, let's see. So, uh, you know what? That's enough goons. Let's talk about our real MVPs over the past week. All right. So any, any, anybody that stands out for you guys or other than Trevor Lawrence, who's trying to do his thing, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I think it goes without saying, and this is the second week I've done it. And you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to do this every single week. Um, Shout out to our essential services yeah, just, personnel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, even the quote-unquote non-essential personnel, uh, you know, typically essential personnel, you know, it's our doctors, our nurses, um, first responders. But, you know, the other people keeping society running, like delivery people, people working in restaurants, um caregivers therapists you know anyone who's having to go out and is not is 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 helping society in some way to retain some semblance of normalcy and just helping people uh you know that's that's i'm gonna keep bringing it up every week because it i just you can't ever understate how important they are and how loved and cherished they are for doing this so that's my that's like my permanent real mvp um but i'll let you guys do your sports related mvps or whatever and i'll come back around um i mean and i'm sure i'm speaking on behalf of you guys as well i mean I, correct this is because if not then you're terrible people <laughs> okay um so I'd have to. I mean, there's so many athletes that are still giving, so I'm uh, real MVP to all those guys because when ownership is not stepping up, then these players are, especially for a close staff that they know aren't getting paid the big bucks alongside them. Um, I'm trying to think of somebody outside the box that I. I haven't outside of, uh, I mean, I'm going to have to, yeah, 
give it to like small businesses and and anybody that's well you guys know as much like just like you know charles especially we like food <laughs> there you go and if you guys support a food establishment on oh right here's a real mvp here's a uh here's a real mvp um, so I found this article. So one of the things that worried me the most about this whole virus thing um, was eating food, like sustaining oneself. And biggest thing for me is getting takeout and things like that. Um, getting because we can't go to restaurants, so the only way is to get takeout or get delivery. And my fear was, well how the heck am I going to be safe from the virus if if I don't know who's preparing my food and and what they what they've done and, and their grubby mitts all over my food <laughs> when I don't know like when I prepare my own food I know that I've washed my hands I know that it's been inside of like a plastic bag and hermetically sealed and stuff like that but so but when you order like a postmates or DoorDash or Grubhub or or what have you it's it's hard to tell well i found this article from serious eats they're my real mvp it's a it's a it's a guide to food safety and the virus it was published on the 20th so that was four days ago and and it's basically the quelling my fears about ordering food from outside um it's perfectly fine the virus doesn't it doesn't enter your system through your digestive system. So you can't, you really, you, you're not going to eat the virus. You breathe it in. It's a respiratory illness. Um, and the virus doesn't really stick as well to food because food is organic material. Much like uh, the issue, like with regards to washing your hands, is the virus isn't going through your skin. It doesn't do that. Your skin is powerful enough to prevent that. But it's the idea that if it's on your skin you and you touch your face, you might breathe it in. And that's the issue. So it answered some of my questions with regards to how the virus enters your system and how it affects food. And so it's, um, it's very, very detailed. Uh, it, you know, he's conversed with, with doctors and, and everybody else about this and and how safe it is. I mean, if you're ordering out, and let's say you're, you have issues with like containers, like plastic containers. So the idea is, okay, bring it in, uh, you know, wear gloves or wash your hands after you've handled it. Uh, take it out, put it onto a clean plate or a clean container, throw out the other container, burn it on your backyard if you can. Um, oh, you don't have to do that. You don't have to go that extremes, but I feel like I would. And uh, wash your hands thoroughly, make sure you're all clean and whatnot, and then you can prepare the food. Another thing is you can stick that thing in the oven or the microwave, and you can basically just fry the thing, the, the, the virus out as well. So there's ways to, to be more, there's ways to, to eat it, to eat food from outside without having to worry that you're going to get this thing. So that's that this, whoever wrote this article, uh, or the people who got together to make this article, they're my real MVPs because it's it's helped me a lot. Can you send me that link? Uh, yes. sure. Yes. Yeah. If I tuned out to science, yeah, it must survive. Yeah, food industry, food science. Uh, J. Kenji Lopez, thank you for for writing this. So yeah, I'll um 
I'll see if I can post it to our Discord page. All right. Um, anybody else, Charles? Yep, I got one. Mm. Um, all inspirational stories, but this one is the true MVP of my heart. It's a nice old lady at Publix who called me good-looking today, oh. despite the fact that I had paper towels in my hand. I think she was just trying to snake charm me. <laughs> Were you, well, when you go to Publix, I mean, how how do you, how do you go to Publix like nowadays? Well, I, I went to well. I, I just go to public. Listen, man. To quote Ivan Drago, "If he dies, he dies. If I die, I die." <laughs> but my paralegal goes to me. He's like, "Hey, man. They got toilet paper." I'm like, "I need the toilet paper because I'm sick of wiping my behind with two ply uh, Dollar Tree tissues." But granted, they're emergency. But I'm taking the L for a little bit till the, you know, until it happens. So I went and I also needed a case of water anyway. So I got my case of water and then I'm like, "Well, you know, I have a lot of pets, so paper towels would probably go faster." in my house than toilet paper, but considering the fact that everybody is being a maniac, went in Rome. So there I am, have it. And she and her and I were joking because she was coming through a cart and there was some a-hole guy. And I'm just looking at what kind of paper towels I want. The choice between Viva, Sparkle, and Brawny. Sometimes it's a collective choice and sometimes it's a gut instinct. So this guy's coming in at full speed. I don't know if he thought he needed to get toilet paper, but there was no toilet paper. But I just moved, and she made a joke about it. I made a joke about it, too. Ha, ha, ha. And so, you know, she's like, oh. So it's like, oh, good looking guy. I probably swear so. She's like granny age. But I, I liked it because, you know, guys, you can't see me right now, but my face is, like, kind of sunburnt and bronze at the same time because I made the mistake of trying to be a healthy goof. And so on Sunday, I went jogging. I know I'm shocked as well because I have weights in the house, which reminds me to go to play it against sports. But I have you know, weights in the house, but I don't have cardio equipment. So I was like, all right, I'll jog. So I parked my car at the park, made sure it's locked. And I jogged for like an hour mm. where I don't know. I don't track it. I know when I've had enough as I'm breathing, heaving and puking on the side of the road. And I did in the sun. And of course I put on sunblock, but since I am descendants of like pasty white glue people, um, I, I either burn pretty easily or I'll tan. So I remember leaving. I put the SPF on my face. I put the little copper tan as well because I want to be a beautiful Colombian copperhead. Uh, instead, I end up becoming a Argentinian tomato. That's my nationality and ethnicities for everybody who didn't know. So it kind of lifted my spirits because I kind of know I look like a bad nightmare of red meets bronze meets pasty white. All in one thing. I'm like a Neapolitan ice cream right now, you guys. So... Old granny lady at the Publix, you the real MVP. Thank you for helping my self-esteem. Who says you need social distancing when I can get compliments? I don't have to go on an Instagram video or on TikTok to try to get followers. I just go to my local Publix. Yay, thumbs up. Yeah, a real MVP is, yeah, especially to everybody working at Publix and supermarkets and grocery stores and pharmacies and what have you. I mean, the like here, I mean, they're on the front lines as well. They got to be there with other people. Uh, Publix has senior shopping hours just to help senior citizens not deal with um, other younger people who might have the virus. So that's great. Um, I go to I've I've been to Publix twice since I've locked myself in. Um, I go I, I have I basically go in a spacesuit. <laughs> Uh, really? Yeah, I said, that, are you wearing the mask and everything? Oh yeah, I'm. I I wear sweatpants. 
I wear my Sonic the Hedgehog inspired shoes because they have straps on them. I, I wear high socks. I wear uh, you know shirt. I wear a jacket on a light jacket on top and not a heavy one. I wear the nylon gloves. I wear the mask on top of that mask. I wear a bandana that goes over on top of it over the mask, so I a little more layer of protection and then a hat on top. Um, I'm I'm like I'm only the goggles away from being. Uh, a complete spacesuit there, but that's as that's that's as that's how I go. That's how I go. I really don't care what I look like, and of course I go to Publix and people they don't they don't bat an eye. They don't bat an eye. You know, people have been respectful. You know, six feet apart in the, in you know in the in the in the aisle and the lines and stuff like that. So, um, but uh, yeah, thanks to the Publix employees for not making me feel like I'm a complete loon. Uh, at this point, I don't care. Um, you know, like a guy got within like a foot more. Like this guy was trying to like save his place in line, and he was forcing his friend to like stay in line. Hey, get in line, get in line, get in line. I'm gonna get some stuff and get in line. And like he and he was like telling his friend like get closer. And I'm like, I gave him like the death stare, like a stink eye. Like, dude, you are within the six feet. You have moved within five and a half feet. I'm gonna need you to step back half a foot. You know, I gave That's him that look. I don't know you. Yeah, <laughs> that's my first. I don't know you <laughs> from the kick of the hill. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's. Uh, but yeah, real MVPs to a ton of people out there. A ton of people. So, ooh, gosh. This is uh, you had a moment there. Yeah, no, I mean, though, there's so much, so much to go around. Let, let's get some of the smaller segments out here. I'm gonna leave our other stuff for the back half, esports, gaming, and we'll make, talk about the fictional sports as well. But um, all right, I have a uh, well. I'm sure there's no former cup stuff, right, Andrew? Especially with all this going down. No. Uh, I checked, and there nothing has happened okay. in at least a week. Well, and there's some some good, you know, college kids not being that dumb uh, out there. So that's 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 good, you know. Hopefully that keeps up when we can go back to normal life. Uh, anyways, anyways, I'll uh, return back to this. So I have, well, it's a segment that I haven't created a, a graphic for. It's called selling out. Okay. <laughs> You know, and as you guys know, I'm gonna. I'm, I don't know if I'm gonna die for the Dow, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna harp on some companies out here who have, have glommed their names onto some of the stuff we like in sports. So today uh, I'm gonna have uh, Smoothie King because I find the name of their arena in New Orleans to be stupid. Uh, one of the. <laughs> so they were founded in 1973 out of Kenner, Louisiana. I mean. They're headquartered now in Dallas, Texas. They're, they renamed the New Orleans Arena back in 2014 to the Smoothie King Center. And they'll have that name up until 2024, although Smoothie King has the option to extend that dumb name up to 2034. So it could be 20 years of Smoothie King Center. I uh, actually drove by the Smoothie King? King Center a couple of years ago. I mean, it's right next to the Superdome. Right. It's big. Yeah. It's uh, bright. So the shakes are okay. Yeah, it, uh, they're they're only found in warm weather cities, by the way. So you won't find a Smoothie King in a northern city. I don't know why. Maybe because they feel people up north don't want to drink smoothies and be cold. I have no idea. 
they're also found in South Korea, the Cayman Islands, and Singapore. And here's an interesting tidbit with regards to sports. The NBA took eight months to test all of Smoothie King's products for banned substances before they could let the deal finalize for the yeah. for the renaming of the arena. That's I I've never heard of something like that, you know. Uh, I mean I I don't think I've I don't think I've heard. Um, I don't know, like when the Dolphins named it to Land Shark Stadium, I don't think the NFL was like, you know what, we're going to have to test these beers in order to figure out if they're good for the NFL, you know. Uh, and maybe they did, and they just got really, really wasted for for, for a weekend with uh, with Jimmy Buffett, you know. We're going to head down to Key West and, and test out these beers, make sure they're safe for the NFL players. No marijuana, by the way, guys, you know. <laughs> You stay back there, Ricky Williams. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just my, my scenario of how that would have gone down for the NFL. All right. Better know a minor league team. Uh, this time, and I've, I've been sitting on this one for a while, uh, the Long Island Nets. They are, uh. yeah, the Long Island Nets. They are the NBA G League affiliate of the Brooklyn Nets. They were founded in 2016. They have no championships. They have no notable roster alumni or staff that I can think of. They play out in Uniondale, New York at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum, which is home to who else, Andrew? Or semi-home. Uh, that would be the Islanders. Yeah, the semi-home of the Islanders. Uh, Soon to be permanent in a couple of years once, well, the, well, once the renovations are done. Actually, no, they're moving into a new arena. But it's on the same site or at least near it, right? Uh, for, yeah, or in the same county at least. Um, but they, uh, yeah, now they, uh, it, the Memorial Coliseum opened in 1972. It was, it's the historic home of the Brooklyn Nets because they were originally the New York Nets back in the American Basketball Association. And then, of course, they merged with the NBA and they moved to New Jersey after that to become the New Jersey Nets. 14,500 people capacity for basketball and once again yes the second slash historic home of the new york islanders and here's uh, some wrestling history in that building uh nassau has been a mainstay for the wwe for over 30 years has hosted raw and smackdown so many times i can't even list it here including the taping of a smackdown episode where professional wrestler wrestler draws Droz? What, what, what? Yeah, draws off. Yeah. yeah, suffered a career. Yeah, he suffered a career-ending injury in 1999. Yep, D'Lo Brown botched a running power bomb. Poof. Out. Oh dear lord. Yikes. On August 25th, 2002, SummerSlam was hosted at the Coliseum. On April 10th, 2017, they renovated the Coliseum, and it's hosted. Its first event was an episode of Raw. In 2018, October, the Coliseum hosted Evolution, the promotion's first all-women's pay-per-view event. Decent pay-per-view. The Coliseum also hosted the opening leg of WrestleMania 2 on April 7th, 1986. Um, let's see, as part of an ambitious plan to have WrestleMania over three separate venues, including the Rosemont Horizon in Chicago and the LA Sports Memorial Arena back in Los Angeles. That's interesting. So they had a split WrestleMania over three venues. Hmm. Maybe maybe that's relevant to modern day times. Tune in and find out. I mean, it seems like 
It kind of reminds me of how they used to have two all-star games in baseball. Because um, because it was it was basically just for the Californians because the the Dodgers and the Giants moved all the way out there, so they had two all-star games, an, an East Coast one and a West Coast one. All right, and the Nassau let's see, uh, the main event at the Nassau leg was actually a boxing match between Rowdy Roddy Piper and tough guy actor Mr. T. Yes, I remember watching that. Okay. Perusing the network. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> the Nassau Coliseum also hosted several editions of the now defunct WCW Monday Nitro. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as the Coliseum was the only tri-state area venue, the Southern-based WCW was allowed to hold events. Okay. And so that's the wrestling history of Nassau Coliseum. That's my better-known minor league team. Hmm. So some interesting tidbits there. Uh, another small segment. Let's get a... Uh, I don't know if you guys remember this guy, but player we remember to forget. Uh, Carlos Guillen. You guys of remember him? I remember Carlos Guillen. Who is he? Uh, he played, <laughs> I want to say, shortstop for a few teams, but at least in my mind, most notably, was the Tigers. Yeah, he yeah he played shortstop, third base, and second base over his career. He's from Venezuela. Um, he uh, he played for the Seattle Mariners and the Detroit Tigers, only two teams he played for. It's interesting. Three-time All-Star, and I have no idea what the heck he's doing because his Wikipedia does not show that. <laughs> So yeah, that's 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 my guy, Carlos Guillen. Um, he he had some really really great years for the Tigers in that like that transition period when they had that worst record in Major League Baseball right. to when they made it to the 2006 World Series and they acquired Miguel Cabrera. <laughs> so yeah, there there he is. Oh wait, there was um, let's see, there was like a story about how he had some semi beef with Jared Weaver for a game or something. Where he came back from injury, he hit a home run off of him, and he taunted him by flipping his bat. And then Weaver hit Alex Avila, the very next batter. And uh, and then uh, Weaver was upset because Maglio Ordonez also hit a home run off of him. And to- I don't know if it was Weaver that told Miguel Cabrera or if it was Guillen that told Cabrera, but that one of them was an asshole. <laughs> that somebody called somebody an asshole and so beef went down but then he retired in that 2011 season and so yeah so there you go or 2012 actually but either way he's he's uh that was his career so carlos guillen he's probably in so, this video game so your your greatest claim to fame is going against an overrated angels starter <laughs> well i mean he was a three-time all-star Three-time All-Star played in the World Series in 06. I think he had a pretty good postseason for that 06 Tigers team. They got swept by the Cardinals in the World Series. So, yeah. Or no, didn't they get... No, it was a five-game series, right? I don't think they got swept. Um, No, Cardinals got swept the year prior, I believe. So that's yeah, where the season yeah. came in. Right. Yeah, 2006. 2005 was the White Sox. Yeah, okay. All right. Okay. Um, hmm... All right, so we've got five minutes between now and our halfway point. 
Is there anything you guys want to talk about? <laughs> for, for five minutes? Um... I swear we have a hole in the wall small segment somewhere out there that we just don't know. I mean, we've got. Uh, Give us all y'all. Actually, hold on. Do I have a Hall of Famer that I looked up? I think I might. Give me a second. Give me a second here. Ba 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 ba. So ba ba. So real MVP fan. Ah, I didn't look up one for this for this episode, but we can always find one, can we? can always look one up so which which hall of fame should we go to well since basketball is coming up let's uh maybe dabble in a little bit of that you know the 2020 class that they come in with the late kobe bryant tim duncan kevin garnett few other people coming into it basketball is always interesting to me because it's compiled of uh nba players college players and the coaches respectively as opposed to the nfl and then that's true um, yeah, but it's 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 the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame, regardless of its college or professional or international, um, or women's. So, so that's yeah, that's an that's an interesting tidbit. Yeah, the NFL is it's the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and then you have the College Football Hall of Fame in Atlanta. Baseball is just the the National Baseball Hall of Fame. So it can technically entail all of baseball, but it and um, and then hockey is just the hockey hall of fame. So, all right, um, let's see. Bas- who's in the let's see twenty nineteen basketball hall of fame class? We covered one of them. Uh, we covered one of them. Let's see. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Let's see. We did Al Adels. I remember doing Al Adels. So he was the one for the Golden State Warriors. And who is still technically being paid by the Golden State Warriors. He's still an employee. of the Golden State. Throughout all of their ownership changes, he's still uh, an employee. Oh, here's a good one. Grant Hill. Yeah. Let's go to Grant Hill. Grand Hill, there we go. That's a good one. Twenty eighteen Hall of Fame class. There we go. That's who we're gonna do. Uh, uh, Grand Hill is kind of like a what if kind of scenario. Like what if he didn't get injured? Because he was like on trajectory to being even greater than he made it to the Hall of Fame. But I think he yeah, he had a what an eighteen year career. Yeah, Minus a couple of knee injuries. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it. He could have been even greater if it wasn't for his injuries, which speaks to how awesome he was that he made it to the Hall of Fame with the injury history that he had. And he, of course, he recovered because uh, I think the Phoenix Suns were like one of those them and like the Miami Heat, are like one of those teams that just somehow they miraculously heal NBA players for some reason. Whatever they got going in their in their uh, recovery program. It works wonders for players. Uh, yeah, small forward Grant Hill played from played out of Duke. Uh, he won two national championships, three Final Fours in his four years with the Blue Devils. The Detroit Pistons drafted him, and of course, that was back in their their teal era with the with the horse on fire logo. Um, uh, became the first rookie in any of the four major sports to lead the all-star game in fan voting. He was in the 96 Olympics uh, and he got a gold medal. 
He never won an NBA championship. But uh, 2000, he he joined the Orlando Magic, where the injuries kept him sidelined for several seasons. Then he rose like a phoenix from the ashes when he joined the Phoenix Suns, becoming an Iron Man and a steady veteran. So yeah, I played for four teams: Detroit Pistons, the Los Angeles Clippers, the Orlando Magic, and the Phoenix Suns. He's from Dallas, Texas. Inducted in 2018, seven-time All-Star, three-time NBA Sportsmanship Award winner, 94 ACC Player of the Year. And two-time NCAA champion. There you go. Grand also L. a modern. Well, who is he uh, color commenting for? NBA channel or for one of them? Because I know he's a TV personality um, at this point. And he's one of the few successful ones. Because as much as I love Chuck and Shaq, they're more for the status thing because they just mumble all the time. Grant Hill's pretty well spoken. Well, everybody kind of gets on like Reggie Miller and his... Yeah. <laughs> Well, Re- Reggie is just like what he's like. If I did it, this is how I do it better. <laughs> kind um, of mentality. Yeah, yeah. So um, let's see. Let's what's he doing? Post NBA career, uh, he's he's hosted inside the NBA stuff, inside stuff on NBA TV, 2013. Uh, sportscaster for CBS. There you CBS go. and Turner Sports, uh, especially the NCAA uh, tournament, and. And he's also a part owner of the Atlanta Hawks. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if he wants an investment or a refund on that investment. <laughs> I mean, this is too... Okay, so it wasn't part of that. Okay, this is back in 2015. So he wasn't part of that 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 deal that forced the Atlanta Thrashers to move to Winnipeg. So, all right, I was going to get angry at him because screw Winnipeg. Um <laughs> It's just a personal vendetta I have against Winnipeg. They don't have enough parks. So, you know. And that's an inside thing with, uh, I don't know if Andrew, do you remember Ilya Brzgolov? Of course. Yeah. Uh, you remember his whole parks controversy with, with Winnipeg? Parks? Okay, so Ilya Brzgolov kind of criticized the city of Winnipeg. Because remember, he, he was, uh, was going to be one of the big time NHL free agents as a goalie kind of reminds me of right. eerily reminds me of Bobrovsky right now both Russian <laughs> goaltenders both highly sought after in free agency and then both kind of crashed and burned after they got their big contracts but uh, he didn't want to go to Winnipeg because uh, they don't have enough parks that's what he said I don't know where he got his data from but that's what he said all right uh, we're at the halfway point now we, we crossed the line so we're a word from our non-sponsors People, places, things, whatever, what have you. I mean, heck, our real MVP segments are almost like that. But nope, these are people that we wish would sponsor us and don't. So, guys, um, who wants to go up? Um, I'll go because I haven't led into a while. Okay, alrighty. So, if we started this show two years ago, my non-sponsor would have been my gaming chair. I respawn. It's it works pretty well. Before I used to have to just sit in a little fold out chair, and it would hurt my back, it hurt my butt, and I would have to do like the little back things. But it looks so overgrown. It's like a a minx coat on a midget. It doesn't really fit that well. Oh my god! Um, so the last couple of weeks, you know, I, I'll do some of my heavy gaming, you know, or when I'm doing the podcast, I'm typically sitting down. So you know, my, my I felt like the cushion. I felt like the cushion was kind of kind of lack it and i told myself i'm like you know i i need an ass pillow you guys i need a butt pillow 
And I was like, but I don't have a hemorrhoid, so I don't really need a donut pillow. Oh, I gosh. just need something because, you know, the good Lord gave <laughs> me genetics. What the hell is going on? <laughs> He's... It's, help... it's helping. <laughs> the good Lord gave me some genetics where there's dumps like a truck truck according to Cisco from the greatest spring break song, thong song, which is not around, but you know, sometimes you need an extra cushion. I've, I've been feeling like the Hank Hill episode where he finds out he has no ass. So they have to get him the little, uh, <laughs> yeah. the little uh, water cheeks. Yeah. So I'm on Amazon and I, I took a stab. It was a deal, 20 bucks. And so I got this thing called five stars United, uh, uh, office okay, hold chair. On, hold, on, hold on. Let me, let me look for it. Off of Amazon, our, 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 you know, perennial non-sponsor, but you guys, I mean, after some adjustment, because you know you got taken some of the foam and the cushion, you got breaking in a little bit. I've had it for like a couple of days, but I've been gaming like kind of nonstop with this quarantine social distancing, and you know, I, I feel like I feel like my my butt cheeks have slept on a on a angel soft heaven cloud, you know, whispered by you and McGregor. If that makes any sense, you would have to just try to. Do it. You might as well just go on Amazon, there, Francisco. Yeah, I see it here. Uh, yeah, you know. So, no, no, not not a chair, but the seat. The seat. Okay. Cover. Well, I, I got yeah. the company. I got the company. Yeah, but you got to go with the uh, the little pillow, and you know because you know what, guys, just you you wouldn't hate yourself for getting one ply toilet paper. Don't hate your butt cheeks for sitting in a chair all day. If I if I need one for the office chair, I would use it on my office chair because you know what I'm doing. I'm helping myself. I'm helping my lumbar. I'm helping my coccyx or whatever they call it. I'm helping my <laughs> mental health state of mind. Coccyx. You know, I'm Coxics. helping my coccyx, like toxics. Don't let your butt get toxic. Uh, <laughs> basically, you know, keeping it healthy, keeping it good. And uh, I, I, I got to tell you, for 20 bucks, I'll take it. You know, it beats sitting on a regular pillow. Um, I, I don't see it in the background, but just you guys can Google it, assuming I got the right name. Yeah, as opposed I'm, I'm... to not. It's I got Five the company. Yeah, I got the company. They sell more than just that. They sell pillows. They sell all kinds of stuff. Bed pillows. And, uh, and it's gonna feel like as if you're on a cloud with you and McGregor whispering in your ear. It's just something. <laughs> it's saying it's saying hello there, General Kenobi. I'm like okay. You know, I, I, it's it's a. I guess I'm gonna steal this line. It's a fine thing to add to my collection, but I wasn't gonna get rid of my gaming chair. That's ridiculous. It still does good, but I I, I did a little extra cushion for my tushy, right? And uh, kind of satisfied, gentlemen. Kind of Jeff's, you know, satisfied. So you know, five stars united. Uh, gaming chair pillow, uh, office chair pillow, for your rear ends, and then uh, I guess my promo code would be a. Uh, ah, I see it right there. There it is. Go. But support pillow. But there you go. That thing. That thing. It, you don't have to have a hemorrhoid for these things, you guys. I'm putting. I'm taking the L. So you guys, you know, no more Francisco. When you're in the office, no more Andrew. You you can you can toughen your tushy if you get this right now. Um, I got on stuff for twenty. I don't know if I paid twenty five for it, but that's my thing. Five stars United seat cushion pillow promo code. Uh, uh, Soft tushy. There you go. Uh, actually, let's rephrase that because in case children here. So let's rephrase that to promo code uh, durable. Uh, okay. What the hell just happened? I, I have no idea. I, all I know is there's a butt pillow. <laughs> there's a butt pillow, and Charles doesn't have hemorrhoids. <laughs> You're welcome. Good, good, good to know. <laughs> all right, you're next, Charles. Or, sorry, Francisco. I mean, gosh, wow. <laughs> oh, man.
You want to buy it now? Just look at it. Look at it. I mean, honestly, I have a the seat that I'm sitting in. I have a pillow on top of it, so it's making me think like there is now that there's a product out there in which I could use. There's a nonstick. There's no sliding down. You know, breathable mesh color, durable. It's a U shape. It's there. Put on your wish list. Okay. Oh. You're sitting on a pillow. You just validated my point. We went on a journey, but the journey had a result. And the result is Francisco's Toshi needs to be toughened too, just like mine had to. Andrew, you're next. Oh, wait. But go ahead. Oh, wait. Who's going? Who wants to go? You go. I go? Oh, gosh. Did I even think of one? I'm going to have to think of one on the fly. If not. Yeah. All this time, I, I, I prepared all the other segments, but I didn't prepare for this one. And there's so many that I could, I mean, I've been stuck inside, so it's hard for me to, like... <laughs> well, what do you miss the most? What? What I, What do you miss the most? What do I miss the being most stuck inside? And for, that could be for being stuck inside? Yeah, Ooh. interacting, yeah. Okay, that's a, that's a different angle. That's a different angle. You know what? Do you want me, I actually have one if you want me to buy you some time. Yeah, go ahead, Andrew. All right, so my non-sponsor to the week is MLB 17 the show yeah ah. uh, this is a game that I bought uh, a few years ago when I got a PS4 thanks to Lexus points that I acu- that accumulated through law school wow so, really well it wasn't enough to buy the whole thing but it got me an Amazon card that was able to think take like half yeah cut the price in half basically um so i know mlb 17 isn't the most current as it is now three years old yeah mlb 20 just came out too yeah but it has given me tons of hours of gaming pleasure and uh has uh satiated my need for baseball and i've been mostly playing road to the show which is for anyone that doesn't know, it follows the career of you. It's instead of playing the whole team, you're you play as one player, um, and you take them from just some prospect all the way through to the majors. And um, I feel right. I feel like this is a bit redundant that I have a video game, uh, video playing on top of a video game that we're playing as well. Like there's two video game of uh, baseball games that are playing at the same time. <laughs> we have MLB The Show 17, which I have a video from YouTube playing, and I have M- uh, All-Star Baseball 2003 on the bottom right corner. So it's it's a bit redundant there, but sure. <laughs> well, one of them has slightly better graphics. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, but uh, hey, man, the... the this uh, PS2, GameCube, Xbox era game—it's it's held up pretty nicely. I'll tell you it that has. much. Yeah, it it definitely has. Like if we went to like um, N64, PlayStation One, Saturn mm-hmm. type of days, then you know those don't really hold up that well. Even some of the Dreamcast ones kind of are like on the edge. But yeah, this right. uh, yeah this this is held up pretty nicely. Uh, but of course, Derek Jeter's on the cover, and he's our Lord and Savior, so of course it's held up nicely. You know? Oh. He, after this, we have to go back to real MVP, uh, and you know why, Francisco. 
but anyway, let me finish my my spiel here. So, uh, mostly been playing Road to the Show, but I recently started diving into something called Diamond Dynasty, which I'm not playing online because uh, screw that noise, having to pay ten dollars a month for online access. Um, I love you, Rocket League. I wish I could play you, but I'm mm. not going to pay ten dollars a month for online access. You'd have to anyway, justify uh, it. If you played like a ton, you'd have to justify it, you know? Right, but once this whole thing is over, I'll be like never playing it again. Okay. Um, anyway, so I've recently started dabbling in Diamond Dynasty, which is where you create a team and you play various modes. Uh, there's one mode called Conquest which is where you face the other 30 MLB teams. It's almost kind of like Risk. Oh, uh, buy that's a cool. year's worth of the PS Plus for... Th really, Charles? Yeah, I found them, man. You'll have to send me you that. got link. the hookup. Are they legit? Got the hookup. Are they legit? Well, yeah, you just buy, like, the prepay codes. Send me, send me links, please. Yeah, I'll find them for you. <laughs> um, right, so I... My Diamond Dynasty team is the Orlando Rays. Uh, they used to be, that'll be a uh, uh, mm. better known minor league team. Someday. Yeah. Um, back when I first moved to Orlando, uh, the Orlando Rays played double A baseball over at Champion, or then known was Cracker Jack Stadium, which is uh, at Disney's Wide World of Sports. They were the double-A affiliate of the Tampa Bay Devil Rays uh, from, I think, 97 to 2003. You know what? I'm going to transition this briefly into – or whatever. I'll, well, you want I'll to, say that you, for another day. What, you, want, you want to do a better Noah minor league team for them? Uh, it's fine. It's fine. I can switch. Um, I'll, I'll save it for another day okay. uh, when I know more data, more info about it. But, um, yeah, I went to quite a few of their games, and uh, I was very sad when they were uprooted and moved to Montgomery. But I am reviving them, in a way, with, uh, with the Orlando Rays and my Diamond Dynasty. And if Tampa ever needs another city, if they decide to go to Orlando... Don't call them the champions or whatever Orlando said they were going to be. Go back to that color scheme they had. Um, the O-Rays? O-Rays. The, the 90s. Wh the, which one? The, late... the, the 98 one or like, they're like the, the mid one where they were like green? Green. Okay. All right. The one before, they, such a... the one before their current look. Well... <laughs> Actually, well, I mean, well, yeah, the the mid look, um, the you know the the green intensive or the green predominant one. Um, that was my favorite look of theirs by far. So, yeah. Anyway, so playing Diamond Dynasty is the Orlando Rays has kind of been nice in a way i'm trying to find um, video of the orlando rays and i'm just getting stingrays at SeaWorld, but sure yeah no the, the they killed steve the, irwin 
<laughs> the O-rays, the O-rays have been out of existence for I think 18 years now, close to 18 years, uh, because they their final season was 2003, so they've been out of existence for quite a while. Um, so yeah, I, I highly doubt that you'll find any videos about them. I can barely find any pictures of them um, online. But anyway, MLB 17, the show, is my non-sponsor of the week. Uh, week promo code O-Rays. Okay. All right. And I, I found a video. Ha, he's got a 69 jersey behind him. Okay. Nice. Uh, <laughs> this guy who's, uh, I guess he bought a, an Orlando Rays hat from uh, Hat Club, which is a online hat store. I used to have a, like, a comprehensive list of like online hat stores and I don't know if you can see it on screen there Andrew but he's got the Orlando Rays hat there with the uh, yeah. with the gradient look. Oh, we have to talk about the Los Angeles Rams logo after this. Anyways, okay. Um uh so my actually, you know what? <laughs> because I'm stuck inside. Uh I have to give a non-swatch of the stuff that I've got in here because I've been looking at it every day and I'm I'm going to have to give it to General Electric because they made my mini fridge and that thing is is literally my lifeline right now <laughs> because that's where I'm sticking all my food and all my stuff. It's it's a mini fridge, a General Electric mini fridge. I'm sure uh, plenty of you can find mini fridges of all sorts of kinds. This GE one that I got, it's uh, it's in my room. Uh, I have one for myself just to have my own stuff away from uh, the main fridge downstairs. And, uh, Andrew, you've seen the mini fridge as well. Uh, yes, I have. It's a good size mini fridge. I've got my microwave on top of that. And on top of that, I got my air fryer. And next to that, I've got my, um, my little mini blender. And I've got my Foreman grill. I've got my, my Arepa maker. Like, I've got like my mini kitchen in this corner, but that, that GE, um, mini fridge is it's legit man it, it freezes it's it, it there's one thing that I think that this, this thing does it gets cold like freaking cold where ice starts accumulating on the top and i have to like let it melt a little bit so i can kind of shave it off and get it out of there so uh general electric mini fridge uh did you give a promo code for yours andrew i don't, I don't know if I, yeah. I if i caught it but oh rays oh rays okay and uh, yeah, and so uh, uh, promo code um, shaved ice. I can't eat because mm. I can't eat that shaved ice. Anyways, so yeah, that's my that's my whatever. Uh, okay, um, so oh yeah, I was gonna we want to talk about the uh, the Los Angeles Rams as they continue to take the L this off season. Todd Gurley is no longer there. He's in Atlanta now, right? I think he went to the Falcons. Yeah, he, he signed to a one-year deal, right? Contract with for one year six million. There's still like dead money from, uh, from LA. So he's basically getting a one-year eleven million dollar contract. So for a one-year deal, he's still like the fourth highest paid running back in the league. Wow, wow. So good for him because the Rams. <laughs> I'm just gonna steal this for two seconds. Yeah, the Rams are stupid. Les Snead is stupid. Everybody is stupid when it comes <laughs> to that organization. Your logo's stupid. Your investment to put all that money into Jared Goff, 
and everybody else and not looking at how much money is actually in your pockets is stupid. And then your decision to trade all those picks for Jalen Ramsey, who's still in a rookie contract year, and you still need to extend him, is stupid. I, I think we know the motto here, because even though Ty Gurley's arthritic knees are a concern, you don't really play him, so you're dumb. That's why you finished in 9-7. and seven. Mm-hmm. And you let Dante Fowler walk, who's also went to Atlanta, obviously. They don't yeah. care about sloppy seconds. Um, and you're going to let Aaron Dar- I mean, they had a pretty eight. strong finish. I think they... They feel like they can retool a little bit and, and make a run next season. But this is the concern, though. You give big contracts to Andrew Whitworth, who's making like three years, $30 million, so they average about $10 million a year. He's old. He's like 38. And then you have to – you're kind of playing getting rid of either Brandon Cooks or Robert Woods. So if you have to make a decision, you're already losing wide receivers. You're predicated – on running the ball a lot because Jared Goff is just an above-average quarterback. I can name you 12 better quarterbacks I would trust in my franchise than him. Granted, he had a lot of flack for being the number one pick in a Jeff Fisher. Trust me, Jeff Fisher used to coach the Titans. I know how bad he is. But you're making all these cost decisions, and you still have to pay certain people. Jalen Ramsey, who you gave up like two first-rounders, a second, a fourth for. So this whole go big or go home has hurt you because when you're swinging for homers you're leaving dudes off of the bases and it's not helping you in that sense and then oh by the way why does your logo look like a volleyball take it away francisco on uh, the logo. okay I, I was i was gonna find something because you were talking about uh uh Gurley still getting paid by the rams there was like a uh and i just found some random stuff here uh <laughs> like that oh uh, some random tidbits here uh, shaquille o'neal has the highest ever 2k overall rating in the history of the franchise in, two, in NBA 2K. He had a, a hundred back in NBA 2K2. So that was back in the what was it? It was GameCube, PS2, Xbox, and the Dreamcast. That's how long ago that was. And uh, the, the lowest ever rating was a 40 by the White Mamba. <laughs> Brian Scalabrini, don't yeah. ever insult that man in my household. Oh, he's, he's fun to listen to. He's fun to listen to. Um, uh, he has the worst ever 2K overall uh, rating at a 40 back in t- NBA 2K12. So, yeah, that released for, like, the Wii and the PS3 and the Xbox 360. So, yeah. Uh, okay, so, no, I wanted to see something about the Boston Red Sox because MLB on Fox had it um, on their Instagram account. Here, oh, here it is. Uh, the Red Sox will pay over $80 million to players who won't or on or are or are unlikely to suit up for them in 2020. Those players are Chris Sale at 30 mil, David Price at 16 mil, Rusni Castillo at 14 mil, Dustin Pedroia at 13 mil, Pablo Sandoval, remember when he was on the Red Sox, uh, at 5 million, and uh, Manny Ramirez at 2 million. That's who they're still paying. Wow. So if. They're paying Manny Ramirez? Yeah, they're still paying Manny Ramirez. Backloaded contracts. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Or or deferred payments like uh, Bobby Bonilla. Um, anyways, so th- that all right. So let's go to good old sportslogos.net. As uh, the Los Angeles Rams have changed their logo, they've they've uh, they've oh, and the LA Chargers just changed their logo. So both yeah, LA teams. Thanks. I yep. couldn't tell the difference, to be honest with you, with the Chargers. And I, feel like I, I, that. I can help you out. So, and 
Chris Creamer is always fantastic job. Um, you can see a comparison, but the long and the short of it is a they got rid of the navy blue accent color right um and then also they i guess uh lessened the the curve a bit uh it used to be pretty sharp uh but they kind of flattened it out a little bit i am not a smart man and i'm no picasso so the only difference I see is that A now looks like with a lightning bolt, but good for them because it's better than Rams. That's all I can tell you. I, I think it's uh, oh I like the the script the Los Angeles Chargers with like the A being like a, a bolt. I like that. Um, it's a lot better than the the Tampa Bay Lightning had sex with the Los Angeles Dodgers logo that they almost <laughs> went with, the one that leaked. If you guys remember that one. Um, it's a, Although, let me say this, though, or keep going, and I'm, I'm pulling something up. Okay. Um, yeah, so, like, uh, I, I like that they've gone with the the powder blue or logo that they, or electric blue, whatever they want to call this, lo- this color. Uh, it, of course, harkens back to their, or, well, I mean, they originally from Los Angeles, and, of course, their, their heyday back in San Diego, as everyone members so that's that's not too shabby i don't mind that uh i think honestly they probably i I don't know if this was planned because of course nike is part of the decision making process with regards to um the designs of all these teams i mean they since they became the official uniform provider they've done what the Dolphins, the the Browns, the Bucks, the I don't know, I don't know how many other teams have changed their logos over this time. The Jaguars, um, wow, they changed all the Florida teams. I just noticed, um, and now the Chargers and the Rams and Nike's had a lot of misses, and they've they're gonna have to go back on some, including the Buccaneers and the, hopefully the Browns. But uh, well, the Browns are changing. The yeah. Browns are changing. Yeah. The twenty twenty okay. season. Perfect. Yeah, because they, they should never have changed to whatever the heck they changed to. It was It's all Now, uh, Francisco, I I'm... sent something over to the Facebook group really quick. Yeah. Yeah, I'll see if I, I can po- I'll see if I can post that along the side, but we're going to look at the brand new logo of the Los Angeles Rams as they are trying to separate themselves from their St. Louis days by having uh <laughs> What looks like the brand new logo for LA Fitness. <laughs> Have you seen the side by side of the LA Fitness logo with this logo? They use the same color scheme. They brought they they brought back a gradient. I I don't remember the last time a team has had a gradient in professional sports, outside of the Lightning, <laughs> or not the Lightning the uh, the freaking the, the Devil Rays. Yeah, I mean it's. It, yeah, I mean look at it. It's got it's Los Angeles. It's got the gradient with the the yellow horn. It's got a shadow as well. If you I don't know if you guys noticed the shadow in the A yeah. on the on that that portion of the A there. So it's got a lot of elements that I've never seen in a professional sports uniform. Don't know how that's going to translate to all types of other 
uh, media and uh, merchandise because remember they, they that's why it takes years for them to develop this stuff because they got to test it out and all types of stuff how it is when it's written how it's printed how it's appears on a shirt or on a hat or stitched all that type of stuff and they came up with this which is a lot of people are not it's a fan something. of it's 3.9 out of 10 so far on sports logos on on twitter people are are bashing it there a lot of people are more accepting of the secondary logo if you guys have seen that the one with the ram head yeah the one with the ram head even though i'm still not a fan of it to be honest it's still check what i posted on the facebook group. okay give me a second the there's a twitter account called nfl memes that took the primary and secondary logos and took uh five if on one of them five minutes and the other one 10 minutes to uh do a little bit of alteration on mm-hmm. and i'll be honest i think it looks infinitely better let's see give me and a you second can see, you can see the side by side comparison let me uh post that right here here we go it's loading oh and it looks like diamondbacks have defeated the yankees on the the game in the background so history always repeats itself (laughs) (sighs) sorry charles uh okay charles you saw them right yeah i liked it I think it's a better impression and improvement. Uh, my it's also more not... stronger and less uh, soft is the word I want to use. Soft being like the typical logo where you yeah. might say, I want to wear that. That's cool. Okay, it's finally loading like, I for can... me. Like I can see the inverse being, you know, the the just the ram head would be the primary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the L.A addition would be the secondary I'm like that, that would look beautiful that would work beautifully certainly better than what they have now well i mean it, they obviously didn't really clear it out think it out and this is where it leaves us kind of mentality but it's the rams give it three years no one's gonna be a fan anyway so it's okay <laughs> uh Okay, so let's see. Speaking of, let's uh, let's put the devil rays. And Charles or Francisco, you see it now? Uh, yeah, I see it with the the eyes on it. They added eyes to it and kind of made and it also made they, it sharper. They, they they sharpened the everything. Yeah. And then I sent you another one as well. Okay, is this all from NFL memes or? Yeah. Okay, let me let me just go the straight one that you're to there. Looking at right now took them supposedly five minutes. There, to do. there was a an edit, and I'm not gonna post it on here of somebody who edited the ram head, and added a penis to the nose, and <laughs> what? I'll I'll post it on our Facebook page. Uh, I can't show it. it here, but somebody's like, once you see it, you can't unsee it. Because, honestly, it looks a lot better with it. Because it looks like they added features to it, but it 
it's basically an upside down penis. Uh, kind of reminds me of when John Madden, you know, uh, made a penis on on live TV. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see, Jameis Winston realizing the Bucks made him get his eyes fixed just so he could see them sign Tom Brady. <laughs> That's funny. That's a good one. Uh, of course, they talked about the Clemson uh, Trevor Lawrence thing. Uh, let's see. Social distancing. This is kind of funny. The the Super Bowl trophy and the Dallas Cowboys logo. That's a funny, yep. that's a funny one. I like that. Uh, let's see. They officially released Cam Newton, the Carolina yep. Panthers. So that's a thing. Uh, a lot of There's some articles already that he wouldn't be a fit for the Miami Dolphins. I don't know. Would you want him? I mean, I thought you were going to tank for Tua. I, well, he's already we've already tanked. Tua's there already. <laughs> oh, that well, yeah, you're going to go for Tua though. <laughs> I mean, he could learn on the Cam Newton. Uh, who knows? Uh, we could have two injured quarterbacks. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know: Is Tom Brady going to have the dreads now that he's going to Tampa? I'm very curious. I mean, we're going to have the image here, the one that you guys sent me before too, or Andrew sent before. The live look at Tom Brady after 48 hours in Florida with uh, <laughs> the the the. With the uh, the dreads, the cornrows, and the and the grill in Tampa. Love it. Um. All right, so I can't find it here, but it, it's it's kind of funny. Okay. Uh, let's go with uh, that. All right, we'll just put a game in the background here. The Padres versus the Rays. Why not? Uh, okay. Um. What other things? Oh yeah, we're gonna talk about esports, right? Yep. Because I don't know. I mean, well, we talked about that, or we could talk about the topic that I actually put in the title, which is the best fake sports in movies and TV and video games and that type of stuff. You know, you know what? Let's go with that. So, uh, Charles, you were the one that that came up with this idea. Yes. All right. So I'll segue it out. So everybody knows it's kind of slow in sports world. But we are subject to the limitations of our body, of our industries, and availability of technology and everything else. So here I am last night on the Goofs chat trying to figure out topics for the show. I'm not in a panic. We don't panic here in Sports Goofs because mm-hmm. Charles is a durable butt pillow and he doesn't have to panic anymore in it, this world. It, it kind of reminds me of, you guys remember the, the, the writer strike? Yeah. yeah, and like a bunch of TV shows were just like scrambling to ha- get ideas and and episodes going. I remember the Daily Show was just like awful, but they were just in solidarity. You know, John Stewart with the writers was like, "We're, we're going to keep going. We're going to show how bad this is without them." So uh, yeah, it kind of reminds me of that without sports, you know. And that's how we feel here. So we thought about it of making a list of the best fictional sports that we know a fictional from a different medium books television movies video games uh so we had a couple ideas apparently there's a comparable list so if that website thinks we're stealing from them we're not it's just a very limited pool of stuff but i figure we throw it out there but believe me it's it's, cool. it's from crack.com they, they already died a long time ago oh there you go i guess they have a crack in them ha 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 i'll see myself uh, but the idea is essentially why you think it's cool, why would you like to do it without the limitations, and we put up a couple things. I'll lead it off. I'm a big Harry Potter fan. I, I don't trust anybody who doesn't even like it, huh. but the concept of Quidditch is something that you could definitely get into. Um, it's basically the hybrid of, 
I would say rugby, soccer, football, or and a little bit of uh, some basketball skills if you got if you're tossing stuff. But the idea of having beaters, chasers, uh, in the golden snitch, we all know the rules. If not, let's rephrase it. You get points for throwing the quaffle in the damn hoop. You catch the golden snitch, you win, but you can still catch the golden snitch and then still lose because you're outscored by the team that's you know shot everything i think the only time that happened was in prisoner of azkaban that's right i could probably do a cage segment on harry potter i don't want to get into that let's bring some stuff there but the idea is you're flying around on a broomstick maybe quidditch was more fun too because harry is like getting attacked by all these things so you're like oh my god the drama but they had the quidditch world cup i remember they made a video game on it that yep. i played on my playstation 2 yeah and after like three hours like ah it's kind of boring it's not that hard and i have friends because this was before online gameplay kind of came in but it was one of those things that I was cool in a medium that would be great to kind of, I guess, live in in the real world because people are flying, crazy little bludgers are trying to break people's arms. There's a golden snitch you can't see, so there's someone trying to catch it. And also you get some cool magic stuff that happens in Death Eaters trying to kill a 13-year-old boy. Who am I to say that's not a good time? <laughs> Other suggestions I thought about was the light cycle races from Tron and Tron Evolution. Mm. That was the second one, right? Or Tron Legacy. Those are just cool because... Uh, it's just a visual feast of your eyes with Daft Punk playing in the background as everybody's racing down high speed. And if you like the adrenaline, you like the speed addiction, that came to mind. There was the game in Hook that I don't remember, but I know Pan was kind of playing it, a.k.a. Robin Williams, against Rufio. And then the other game I thought about was uh, The Road to El Dorado, if you gentlemen have seen that movie. Oh, I love and that movie. They're, they're just doing the, the hip check thing where they get the little armadillo to yeah. roll up into a ball. Hey, man, like... We're all, you know, the Spanish people, Francisco, we'd be okay. We could, we could shake those up. Even white old me can do it. Or, you know, just do something like Shakira plays in the background. Anyway, uh, joking aside, like, just little things that I thought about and I kick into it. Um, there's so much more, I'm certain. I know on the list was Star Trek. That's not really my foray, so I didn't even know they had an imaginary game came into it. What about, and I'll think about it, the one that we should have talked about, the pod racing in Star Wars. Not only did it spin off a great game of the N64, yeah. pod racing, but also gave the great memes of Jake Lloyd and his bad acting going, this is pod racing. It also gave us Sepulba, <laughs> who was probably the only other interesting villain in that movie aside from uh, Darth Maul, but Darth Maul's cool. And you listen, here's the rule about pod racing. You go to it, you watch the pod racing stuff, you watch the bubble explode, and then you go straight into Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn fighting Darth Maul, and then that's episode three, or episode one for you, The Phantom Menace. So those are a couple suggestions for me. It's all really racing. It's all basically a stealing under idea of something else, and then Quidditch is a, a hybrid of everything else, and then I don't know the name of the road to El Dorado, but I'll just call it Hip Ball for all intents and purposes. Mm -hmm. But Alina Battle Angel had what I call Murder Ball. I don't really remember what it was, but it was cool and intense. I suggest everybody see that movie again. I own it. I'm probably going to watch it. Uh, what about you, gentlemen? Okay, so when you brought this up, immediately what came to mind for me was Blurns Ball. Blurns so, Ball. Yeah. so if you guys don't know, Blurns Ball is the, I guess, the evolution of baseball in the year 3000 the 31st century from futurama <clears throat> <laughs> so um most notably for me i remember it was uh um it was like the the new new york mets that were playing at madison cube garden instead of madison square garden and the sport and i, I found the, the the futurama wiki that has uh the article of of, of the rules of the game so 
The ball is attached to the field by an elastic tether, though powerful hits have been known to break it. So it's a baseball attached to a tether, and you basically just have to hit that. So it could essentially just, you could hit it, and it could snap back and hit the batter if, 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 if that was to happen. A billboard is just beyond the reach of the tether, and it triggers an automatic win called a Grand Slam Burn, or Blurn, sorry. If the ball enters a small hole in the center of the billboard, previous balls have been known to escape from the Earth's atmosphere. Burns ball is similar to baseball in that there is a pitcher who throws the ball for a player to hit across the field to get a home run. If enough balls go into a small hole in the center of the field, third ball lock, a pinball style multi-ball, is initiated. At this time, dozens of balls are shot at high speeds into the field via hidden pitching machines that come out of the field causing frenetic action. At the time of the multi-ball, the batter mounts a type of Tron-esque motorcycle and drifts over the bases, which subsequently flash twice and explode. This may be the jazzed up version of a home run. Relief pitchers are conveyed from the bullpen to the pitcher's mound by means of a giant tarantula. Traditions of the game include aluminum bats and the seventh inning <laughs> And the seventh inning grope, which seems to be the jazzed up version of the seventh inning stretch. Steroid injections are mandatory. The batter can pay the umpire for brushing off his behind. Okay. And uh, notable players, Taranga Leela, the first professional female player and the worst player ever. Hank Aaron, the twenty, the 24th. The second worst Blurns ball player ever, also the worst football player, Jackie Anderson, the first woman to play Burns ball very well. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see, and some other players here, but uh, yeah, uh, and then uh, yeah, some noticeable things here. They changed the Atlanta Braves uniform. Uh, as it now has a trident in the uniform as the city of Atlanta sunk into the ocean by the year 3000. So that's kind of an interesting thing there. And all Did new... Fry get the mermaid in that episode because they I... go to the lost city of Atlanta? Yeah. And then all new players' numbers are fractions as all of the whole numbers have been retired, at least on the new New York Mets. Jackie Anderson playing for the Boston Poindexters can be seen wearing number 24. So yeah, okay. So that's Blurns Ball. That's my my interesting my interesting tidbit for a fake sport in uh, movie and media. <clears throat> um, hmm. Any and you have anything for Andrew? Um, basketball. Oh yeah, basketball. <laughs> Made by uh, noted South Ball uh, South Park creators uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Yeah, that was that's fun. That's a fun game. Uh, that's that's a game that I would play. Um, getting to talk people. Now, can can we add like like uh, our traditional sports, but with, but with like rule changes, like like Air Bud, where we can have a dog playing? Can we include yeah, that I mean, here? Look, as far as I'm concerned, if I type out a paragraph and I post it on a message board and I say it's part of an idea, then guess what? It's part of our fictional world. You know, I, I personally think that a, a professional sport should be lightsaber fights 
the toys I get from Toys R Us, where you pick your color, and then you go out against somebody and you go the next round. It's like fencing, but cooler. Because I don't get how you can have a sword but not have anybody get stabbed to death. What are we, pansies? <laughs> you know, the Olympics back in the day, man. You know, the Greek gods, they wrestled to the death here. So in the interim, <laughs> let me whack a little seven-year-old with a lightsaber. This seems, this seems like a perfect segue into the discussion about esports. Because I could totally see that being a VR type of setting. And yeah. uh, and mm-hmm. actually, um, I said to, to you guys as well, NASCAR is doing that right now in the interim because we can't have sporting events happening right now. NASCAR is doing virtual sporting events where and they it, it's be it has been broadcast. I don't know if it's been on Fox proper, but it's been on at least Fox Sports one where or Fox Sports two where uh, they have Jeff Gordon and the other guy that's next to him. Uh, broadcasting a race between actual NASCAR drivers, but they're probably racing, I don't know, from their homes or at some sort of center. Uh, even retired ones like Dale Earnhardt Jr. Uh, racing in virtual NASCAR races at virtual speedways, like they did one at Homestead Miami Speedway. So it's basically the NASCAR video game that they're doing. And honestly it could be it could be like the demise of their real sport to be honest if you can simulate your entire sport very easily now at this point i mean we've seen forza and gran turismo and a bunch of other uh racing video games that have come as close to reality as you can get with regards to the look of the cars the handling of the cars and a massive crash when you can have almost the same sensation watching them from your TV screen? At least Madden can tell me what a catch is, whereas the NFL referees can't. <laughs> so there's a benefit well, I, technology. I think what might happen is almost like drones. Uh, you know, the, the racers will still be there in person, but they'd be controlling the cars from some, I don't know, booth or whatever. And otherwise, everything is the same. You know, pit crew has to go out and fix the car. Uh, fix the car. Hmm, that's an interesting. Ah, I never thought of that. That's an interesting Ten idea. Years from now. Instead of having the drivers, yeah, I mean, they have drone races. I don't know if you guys have seen those, the drone races. Right, but it would just be drone NASCAR. Oh, okay, like uh, uh, almost like self-driving vehicles, but not really, in a sense. Right. Like like a giant RC car. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Could be a rocket league. Let's just do NASCAR. <laughs> Let's just do. You know, ball. you know how expensive that would be to 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 get off the ground in a real rocket league, uh, especially if preventing the cars from. Because in rocket league, you know, your your car can explode as well. NASCAR cars can explode. We're already halfway there. <laughs> um okay so it kind of gets me into i don't know i don't i guess my issue with esports is the the term sports with the letter e because when i think of sports i think of some sort of athletic event that's where i go initially 
Okay. But then sports can also include things where you yourself are not an athlete. You can, like, like the NASCAR drivers, they're not essentially athletes. They're just like, or jockeys in horse racing. They're not athletes. It's really the, I mean, they're doing some of the work, but it's horse racing. The horse is doing all the work, to be honest. So that's what gets me is I, I, I find it hard to associate the sport. I, I don't know if there's can be like a different term we could use to or competitive gaming. I don't mind that. I don't mind competitive gaming as a as a as the label for this type of stuff. I feel like esports was added as a label to try and raise the profile of competitive gaming, but I think it might do the opposite for me in that I think they're reaching calling it a sport whereas I don't like gaming for me has always been a separate thing from sports so that's how I see it so I can't see Super Smash Brothers as something I can have alongside uh, any sort of other sporting event that I could see even soccer for all intents and purposes that's so me. Do you want I, I can't, to be called gaming competition? Because you have these tournaments that have the idea is publicity, pride, and sponsorship, and cash money, right? Yeah. Is that not sports? Just minus the athleticism, unless you want to count trigger fingers. Hmm. And mental dexterity and mental, you know, acumen. Because, look, you know, there's dote. And there's such a variety, not to chime in, but we're not even just talking about, like, what you and I would watch would be probably Rocket League, Splatoon, Smash. There's Dota. There's yeah. uh, there's Overwatch. Heroes of the Storm, Overwatch, all this other stuff. So you go from shooters to tactical games to, I mean, you have, what, the 2K tournaments themselves. I would have been so good at competitive Mario Party. So much money. Competitive Mario Party. I wish. You know, I wish that would happen. I would so be there. <laughs> I could press the A button like nobody else. <laughs> you know? Uh, so there is variety. To put some definition for those who don't know about esports, because I don't get money for playing esports Red Dead Redemption. Hmm. <laughs> well, that's, that's, well, that's a whole different thing. Like speedrunning, that's a whole different other type of competition. Speedrunning is different. Um, that's not even... Uh, I don't get that. They skip cutscenes, right? Well, well, there's there's different types of speedrunning now. Speedrunning can be all types of things. Like uh, one of the most notable ones is Doom, like the, the original Doom or Doom Two speedrunning. They have different categories for different uh, ways that you play the game. You can hundred percent it speedrun. You could do speedrun on ultra violence. You could do speedrun on whatever level, whatever difficulty. Like they have different ones, and some of them are more quote-unquote more legit than other ones according to their community and somebody there was a fantastic parody of this that happened for maybe a few months ago where um somebody created an american dad speedrun community <laughs> i don't know if you saw this i have not i go the idea of it makes me love it go on youtube go look for american dad speedrunning and they break it down as if it is a real speedrunning community in like a video game. As if the the intro sequence of American Dad was a video game. And it's people, uh, they've gotten really creative with it. I am impressed. I am very impressed with it. 
Uh, I haven't heard from Andrew. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. I mean, what do you think of this? Without esports being sports? Yeah. Or do you want people to just <sighs> get off your lawn? It's weird. Um, I know Charles brought this up, I think, last week or maybe two weeks ago. Um, but it's it's a fitting analogy. I It's kind of like um, the... I forget which justice said it, but it was his definition of porn. Oh, or yeah. Obscene, uh, obscene material. Mm-hmm. Um, he couldn't really put a, uh, put a definition on it, but he said, I know it if, if you know it if you see it, or I know it if I see it. Yeah. And that's kind of the same feeling for me because it checks esports checks all of most of if not all of the definitions of what a sport is hmm. um you know there's team play yes mm-hmm. it takes training yes mm-hmm. uh, you know it's not done by robots it's done by people but i mean in a, in some way you can consider some people can or people consider NASCAR to be a sport, but is it though? Right. So is boxing a sport, or do we label it as combat sport? Because it's not teamwork unless you count, you know, the cut man and your trainer. But continue. Well, sports can or be like individual too, archery. like tennis or I, golf. I mean, I consider combat sports to be sports. It's just a subdivision of it. Hmm. Um, kind of like archery is considered a sport. It's not really a team. It's not usually a team event. Um, I mean, you can be on a team, but you're not working at the same time. You're playing. You're participating individually as part of a collective unit. So, esports it checks the definitions of what a sport is, but at the same time, you know. I know a sport when I see it. Yeah. And I don't think esports match that. I don't know why. I can't put a word on it. Mm-hmm. But it's just something in my gut says this isn't a sport. It's something else. And I mean that's that's about the extent of what I can say. Okay. Um I mean I'm sure they can obviously make fantastic arguments as to why it is a sport. Um, and I wouldn't be able to refute most of those because, yeah. you know, do, does it require training? Yes. Does it require, uh, it, it involves a human. Yes. There's some sort of a, an outcome to it. And it's at the end of the day, it is for recreation or for fun. There's no like life or death, uh, stakes to it necessarily so it checks all of those boxes of what makes something a sport um and if they brought those up then i i couldn't really refute that i couldn't say no you're wrong they're right yeah but it's just my gut is saying no that's not a sport yeah it's really not a great answer i mean my yeah no i get you it's on it's to me as well, it's my personal preference. I, I, I can't see myself 
going to the American Airlines Arena to go watch an Overwatch competition. I right. can't, like, like I can, you know, I can get behind, you know, okay, I'll go watch it on Twitch. I'll go watch a Let's Play streamer, you know, that type of stuff. But I can't, like, like I'll, I'll play, I mean, I've been playing Rocket League uh, a lot competition uh super smash brothers i play the tournament mode uh basically exclusively now and um you know i'm yes i get pwned by people who spend a lot more time on the game than i do but every you know every once in a while i'll get that one-on-one tournament victory uh but i, I even then like those games that i like i can't see myself going to an event like that and and being a part of it because I still I still don't like the term esports. I just don't I don't I find it once again a stretch by some gamers to try and legitimize their their passion, let's call it passion, and which is competitive that's exact, gaming. That's exactly what they what they're doing by naming it esports. Mm-hmm. It's it's creating that that connection mm-hmm with sports and it's and, and smart branding maybe maybe it's the traditional stigma that some people have for people that play video games exclusively That's... like like oh the, it's the the nerdy guy who's you know sitting at home and doing nothing with his life that type of thing that's the stigma of course it's well, not like that's that for a lot of people i'm sure but it's not that for me right you know i know these guys the they have to be in pretty decent physical shape just to be able to sit for so for so much i mean they could so always do time. the whole south park world of warcraft episode where right. you know where they're just they, they get really really big and have that kind of position like seated all the way back with the i don't know if you remember or, that episode or they have five star united uh, chair pillow yeah the butt pillow just stay in the butt pillow oh yeah get some arch support okay I think we can kind of. For me, it's a no. It's a no for me, dog, for esports being sports. But you know, and to each their own, I guess. All right, so we're at the end here. That means that we're headed to the cage with Charles. So uh, Charles, I actually saw wrestling, and you have proof that I saw wrestling this past Friday. Yeah, you were there. You were there to guide me as I didn't know what the heck. Talking bacon and unicorns were doing there, but sure. And with everything that we saw, I welcome everybody to your weekly Trueplex The Cage with Charles. Full disclaimer wrestling is not fake, it is scripted, it is a dance, it is poetry and emotion. It's a story about men and women chasing titles, beating each other up, trying to prove something themselves, and also dressing up as bacons, not hams, and also as unicorns. So Francisco went on a journey, yes. boys and girls, <laughs> and that was to after he had his educational goof session quarter one with us last Tuesday to try to figure out what the hell is going on in the wrestling world and is this something that it could entrance and be a con, you know a consistent fan or maybe even one day marvel if wrestling's a sport. Let's see about that. Well, not that kind of wrestling, but the other wrestling. Um, it was fun. So we watched SmackDown, the back end, the thirty minutes of it. I called in, we talked about some stuff, and what I felt Francisco got to see was the art of a story build. And the build is basically how you build the story, how you make the payoff, how you get a oh, face. Oh, hold on, hold on, Charles. The big show is getting a TV show? 
The Big Show's getting a TV show on Netflix called The Big Show Show. He's getting a sitcom? Like a and family sitcom? Know, like yeah, a, I, like I a I full house? Anybody, <laughs> I don't think anybody wants it. I don't think anybody <laughs> needs it. But if there was ever a time for it to be struck, it'd be now where everybody's being quarantined. <laughs> and they're going to be sitting there with a thumb in their belly button saying, man, I don't know what to watch. Do I want to rewatch The Office or Parks and Rec, the umpteen time? Or do I want to see this guy on Big Show who I kind of remember him from the WCW days and also he was in Jingle All the Way as the big elf. He was? <laughs> he was. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Also, here's a fun fact, too. Kevin Nash was a super shredder in Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze. Really? Um, probably probably his best acting role. And he was in both Magic Mike's, you guys. And he was still better as a super shredder. I was. I, I still love the intro to that movie. I still love... like. The turtles just show up, down, like running down the stairs, and boom, the movie just starts. It's like, oh, well, they're here now. I mean, it's so simple. So simple. Just the hero All just right. shows up. No, I mean, uh, no, 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 getting off track. Getting, no off track. getting off track. No, no, no. We're, we're building into it. Everybody's <laughs> favorite Ninja Turtle, real quick. Raphael for me. Yeah, Rafi. All right. Andrew. Yes. Favorite Ninja Turtle. Ooh. That's tough. Really? Yeah. Because uh, I, I, it's down to two for me. There, I have mixed feelings because I like both of them equally for different reasons. Um, you know, it's it's down to Leo and Donatello. Ooh, Donatello. a Donnie fan. Okay. Um, if I had to pick one. My, my thing was here was my rationale as a kid blue is my favorite color mm. and has been my whole life Leonardo is the blue one um, and you know kind of is carried over because of that not to mention that I like his style of he is the two swords correct yes he has the katanas um, you know I, I like that style dual wielding um, you know, in this video game, uh, Star Wars Jedi Academy for the Xbox, uh, you get to create a character, and my thing was always dual wielding. I would have two lightsabers. Mm. Um, on the other side, Donatello is a bit more of the, the academic of the group. And I also really like the... Uh, the I forget what the staffs that he uses. Um, so if I could be like a mix of the two, okay, that would be ideal. But if I had to go with one, I'd probably go with Donatello. Okay, alrighty. Um, we, we went on the journey there. Indeed. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, bring it up. Bring it back to the cage, though. Ninja Turtles will always be welcomed in my cage because I love that stuff. Francisco got to learn the art of the build, building a storyline. And what he originally thought was going to be, what's the bill for the challengers for the tag team championship held by Miz and Morrison for SmackDown? Was it going to be the New Day? Was it going to be the Usos? It was going to be heavy machinery. Otis and Tucker were having a match. But then what Francisco learned is that wrestling is also a soap opera. And so I had to educate him a little bit about the art of a soap opera and wrestling where they intertwine stories because you had heavy machinery looking really good. They're the big tubby guys who uh, ham and slams, uh, steaks and weights, love them. 
great. I saw them NXT live uh, when they were in the Debemento. I'm very happy for them doing great now. But Francisco learned about the love story that is Otis pursuing Mandy Rose mm. and then finding out Dolph Ziggler, this sleazy man of a human being, plays off so well on commentary basically say, hey, Otis, I want to stop you here. Look at the Titan Tron and look at our wonderful date. And then Otis, this lovable lug, just basically loses it, gets a chair, beats the holy hell out of the other two guys, um, and is coming for Dolph Ziggler. So that's the build. That's the match that kind of gets you invested. Also shows you that WWE can be kind of zany. And I got to tell you, Miz and Morrison are a national treasure, and we need to preserve them because they cracked me up because they have that Hollywood kind of flair. They were uh, making fun of Otis and Tucker by being Bacons. They were making fun of Biggie and Kofi by being a unicorn and tossing out pancakes. That's what the New Day does. It was a lot of breaking the fourth wall coming into it, which is kind of what I've liked about these taped slash non-taped but soon-to-be-taped no-fan interaction shows. They, it feels a little loose. I was watching Raw last night. Um, it's still sometimes eerie when there's not a crowd there, but when the wrestlers get on the mics and they're allowed to do their promos without any interruptions or having to kind of alter the feel of the crowd, it gives it a very nat natural, very kind of personal effect. I noticed that with Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins kind of talk about on the mic or even Paul Heyman addressing Drew McIntyre about WrestleMania. So let's talk about WrestleMania, gentlemen. <laughs> it's still going. It's going to be split into two nights now. So, Andrew, I got to definitely send you out my info for that before it starts. It's going to start Saturday at 7 with some of the matches there and then Sunday at 7. So this is something I've always kind of wanted in the future when there's actually not a pandemic that could possibly kill and affect everybody because WrestleMania is such a big pay-per-view. It's almost like six to seven hours of wrestling, and it's hard to watch in one sit-down, so you split through the weekend. I mean, Wrestle Kingdom, New Japan did that with Wrestle Kingdom uh, 14. They did two days out of it. I would like WWE to do it, especially since you already have Raw and SmackDown already there, and then you can have TakeOver on one of the other days, or you just don't have TakeOver. You have TakeOver be the week before because Friday Night SmackDown would interfere for a Friday Night pay-per-view, but it allows more matches, I think, to go on they give the proper kind of storytelling and action in the ring. It allows you to kind of have a different perspective. Some of the matches are going to be weird. And here's the thing. If there's ever a time to be weird, do it when there's a pandemic that's going to cause the crowd not to be there because you're going to have a boneyard match between AJ Styles and The Undertaker. A month ago, I thought we were going to have a regular match where they square up and they do some things. Now it's going to be a boneyard match. This tells me two things. One, Taker can't go in the ring, which is fine. We've kind of known that a little bit. Not going in the ring meaning he can't do the traditional stuff in ring, so he needs something that has a broadened rule in there, like beating the crap out of his opponent as opposed to trying to wrestle him or be a technician. And then two, it just tells me that the WWE is willing to get goofy. The other rumor is that The Fiend versus John Cena is going to be shot in a short movie kind of style, and I'm okay with this. They did something similar to it with Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt, I believe, at Payback or Backlash 2017 or 2018 after Randy won the title off of Bray. They did a House of Horrors kind of match, I believe it was called, but it was weird because they taped it at Bray's old house. And then it went into the ring, and then Jinder Mahal came in and just interfered. But you can do this kind of production side because give The Fiend, who is kind of this supernatural, spooky, larger-life character, a chance to really kind of portray it as opposed to being under red light. And then it's Cena. He'll do what he can. I mean, does it help establish The Fiend if he can't beat Cena in a regular one-on-one -on -one match? Yeah, 
but there's no crowd there, so who you can play off of? And the great thing about it is that WrestleMania is a very emotional kind of place, and fans would have been there for a long time, so you know what would happen. The fatigue, the lack of action, because every match always has to not allow them to start off hitting the ground running. There's always that buildup in the match, so the action gets going. So this kind of prevents you from having the crowds boo all the time, shout CM Punk, or shout boring. So it helps because I think that that's going to be the match as Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler for the Raw Women's Championship. It's going to be kind of a schmoozer. The build has been good, but I don't know if the in-ring product is going to work. Shayna hasn't really impressed Vince. The word on word on the street is basically that he's kind of unimpressed and kind of hates Hunter for telling him that this woman's going to be the next thing for the women's division and nothing's come about it. I mean, her finisher is a sleeper hold. So that's always kind of tough to put over on people, especially since each match ends the same way with her from her takeover experiences. Do I think she could be good? Yeah, but she's got switched up a little bit. Uh, but you're not going to have the crowd kind of going there. Other, and WrestleMania is what, two weeks away basically. So they have time. They solidify the card a little bit. They have the Street Profits, who I used to see in my NXT days, who are the Raw Tag Team Champions. A raw tag team champions defending against Angel Garza and Andrade. Weird flex, but okay, because it's a makeshift team that just got put against them. Granted, they're managed by Zelina Vega, uh, but Andrade is already the U.S. champion. But in regards to the CV, uh, some of the wrestlers are quarantining. Like originally, I think the plans were Andrade defending his U.S. championship against Rey Mysterio, but Rey's in quarantine. I'm not gonna say he has it or not because I think that's ill to assume that. I, I encourage everybody out there just because you sneeze or if you have a run nose you don't have it yet you have to wait till you're tested positive right let's think positively mm. in a good way about it that's that's take your vitamin c go to your local supplement source it takes like six bucks why not so the card itself if there's any time for wrestlemania to fail it's now instead of grading it on a b c d level like i usually do because i am that guy when i watch a match i have a number in my head or if I have a pay-per-view, I put a letter grade to it. This one's just going to get a pass or fail because it means I'm going to have something to watch Saturday night. It means I'm going to have something to watch Sunday night. Of course, the match I'm so excited for because the promos have been delicious, even though I think the in-ring product might be lacking because of Rust is Edge versus Randy Orton. I know Andrew's kind of invested into it as well. The promos have been mm, chef's kiss, Paca meme, that kind of fantastic it's going to be a last man standing, so you're. that's how you do a blood feud. You don't have a technical wrestling where everybody does arm bars, headlocks, and chin locks. No, what we're getting is going to be like, I'm going to kill you, and you're not going to get up. And I'm really hoping either A, Beth Phoenix, Edge's wife, interferes, or even B, Christian, who was Edge's tag team that they came into together, interferes and helps because he had history with Randy Orton when he was heavyweight champion. I like long-term story payoffs. This is what I want. Give it to me, Vince, and I'll let you pass. And also, I like WrestleMania and WWE for making fun of it, as we see in the shirt background for yeah. WrestleMania 36. I wasn't there. You got to poke fun with it because this is really – it's on life support. And we're going to say it because they're going to tape a lot of the shows or a lot of the matches because the PC, the performance center is in Orange County. There's the mandatory curfew that's going on, and you don't have the social gatherings of more than 10 people. Well, WrestleMania is always going to have more than that. So they're trying to knock it out. It'll give them time to kind of fix any mess-ups, but it's okay. Back in the day, guess what, guys? Wrestling wasn't always live. I don't know if you can convince me to buy a $28 shirt, but hey, it's what happens. <laughs> uh, but it, it'll be interesting. Like I said, Vince, you're going to get a pass-fail on this, and basically you only fail if you don't show up to any of the classes. If I can get any kind of great wrestling, I'd be happy. The other match I'm looking forward to, even though it really has no build, 
is Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan for the Intercontinental Championship because Daniel Bryan is a guy I always want on my TV and always want on my pay-per-views because he is just a ring technician and he can make anybody look good. And it's about time Sami Zayn gets out of the whole like gimmicky, wimpy manager stuff and shows what he can do in the ring. Vince, don't screw this up. Let him have his moment. Let him have his WrestleMania moment. You kind of took away his first championship win on the main roster by making it three-on-one against Braun Strowman Elimination Chamber. Don't do this to him now. Let it let it feel good, and maybe we get a face turn. I don't know. But uh, AEW-wise, shows are kind of empty. Matt Hardy has appeared for AEW. No big surprise. I know you asked me if it was a big thing. It's a big thing creatively for the show, mm. uh, for everybody behind the scenes. I know he'll take on a good producer role and also help develop the new talents who are being signed because you got to remember about AEW. It's a mixture of old WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor talents, but there's also a lot of indie guys in there. So he can definitely help them learn how to do the bumps on TV, learn how to cut a promo, learn how to go on the fly, or learn how to stay on the script. So I'm I'm excited for his career. His brother, Jeff Hardy, will eventually join him in about a year's time, I think. Uh, but Matt was a need because Matt really can't go in the ring anymore, but he he's a spectacle these days. He was when he became Broken Matt Hardy, also reworked as Woken Matt Hardy in the WWE Universe. But the other big surprise, the Dark Order, finally revealed who the Exalted One is. And the Exalted One is Brody Lee, a.k.a. the former Luke Harper. I was always big on Luke Harper. It's a shame Vince McMahon never really pulled the trigger on him because there was going to be a storyline where him versus Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton for the WWE Championship was supposed to happen at Mania in a triple threat, but Vince just couldn't do it, and then he backed out, and then Harper's character had never been the same. He's like a 6 foot 3 big man who could do a hurricanrana. Uh, him being a leader of a faction, I'm not crazy about. I'd rather him just being a juggernaut, but you know what? He, he's doing good. His promo when he was introduced was delicious because he's talking to Christopher Daniels, who's been in this game for like 30 years. He's 50 years old and still wrestling for AEW now for AEW, but he's been around. And he's going and saying, Mr. Daniels, you're not the first out-of-touch old man that didn't believe in me. I was like, ooh, shots fired there, Brody Lee. Ooh, but I felt that in my soul because I think I routinely refer to Vince McMahon as being out-of-touch. But, you know, he still gets fans, so there you go. But I got to tell you, you know, wrestling, I, I'm hoping nothing getting too crazy because I still want that WrestleMania. So fingers crossed that Vince doesn't have to shut the whole thing down uh, because I want that entertainment. And also I want to educate you guys. I want you to hear my post-mania psychosis that comes in. New Japan's canceling everything. So Road to Takantu Hall has been canceled. Ring of Honor's canceled some stuff. Impact's canceled some stuff. So really, for even for me, this is all I got for wrestling, except for what I would create in a video game, which I could do. I have no problem doing that. I do it all the time every Tuesdays when we play because I need something that minds my, numbs my brain. Or maybe I'll just take a chance and invest in creating my own wrestling organization. Yeah, I can go with that. But uh, that's too, all. We can go crazy on the creator player mode in one of the games, you know. <laughs> we're, we're just going to have fun with it. But uh, I think that's all I got for you guys today in the cage. Okay. All righty. All right, guys, we, we've reached the end of this show, and uh, we're going to keep on keeping on as long as we can. All right? Which I don't think we'll ever run out of material, let's be honest. If not, we'll, we'll pull something out of our, of our uh, butt-cushioned asses. We're, we're all lawyers. <laughs> we know how to be creative. That's what I tell myself. Yeah. All right, so I'm out. All right, good night, everyone. Take care. No balls, one strike.
Hit in the air to left. Long fly ball caught for out number two. That'll bring up Lankford. 